know, it's a, it's a good thing that we're doing a podcast and not a web series, because I'm not wearing an ounce of pants right now. Hunter, we're recording. Oh, shoot, sorry. He once ate an entire Chuck E. Cheese pizza and threw up in the ball pit at age 19. He's Hunter George. Joe Jonas once told him, nice shirt, which is the only compliment he's ever received, and the only one he's needed. He's Bo Mullet. And this is The Hunter and Bo Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of The Hunter and Bo Show, the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture, current happenings, and entertainment. I'm Hunter George. And I'm Bo Mullet. So, Bo, uh, the first topic we got lined up here is... Well, hold uh, on, Hunter. Hold on. We're, oh, my. You just want to jump right in? I do. <laughs> oh, what hold on. This is the first episode. This, do I want to stall? No, I have important things to say. Okay. Uh, the This is the first episode. We have to, like, welcome our audience in. I just thought, let's say, let's give a little introduction of who we are and what the show is sure it, sure yeah what the show is is <laughs> yeah exactly so uh so for instance hunter yeah who are you and why are you here okay so <laughs> why I'm are any of us here actually good question uh <laughs> that's a very long uh theological question that i don't feel comfortable answering at this moment uh however i will try to explain myself the best as i can my human being self on earth not my heavenly body but my my physical one um and so <laughs> i'm here today um because long ago uh, long ago probably six months at least bo you asked me that's you um you asked me <laughs> Would you like to do a podcast with me? And I said, you know what? That sounds great because, you know, I was a media comm major in, in college and uh, I should probably put that to some good use because I'm not really doing much else with it right now. <laughs> uh, well, that's what, I remember asking you a little over a year ago, I think. Okay. Well, but, me, I said at least six months. So I know. I know. I know. I'm just – here's I'm just giving the timeline. Sure. It's been a, it's this has been a long time in the work. So if it's terrible, I don't. If it's terrible, we have no excuse, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had we 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 literally had over a year to make the first episode, but we got to keep cranking them out after this. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Uh, so yeah, essentially, we were like, why don't we do a podcast that's just, uh, you know fun and talk about the things that we like and maybe people will listen and if they don't oh well it's fun for us <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i i definitely wanted to because uh bo and i used to have a uh, radio show in college that was a, a whole ton of fun um yeah. miss doing that so this is kind of the the way to get back into that i guess yeah yeah Bo, who are you, and what are you doing here? <laughs> well, I, uh, you see, I, I befriended Hunter George uh, my sophomore year of college. Oh, I didn't even talk about year. Yeah, I didn't even talk about that. That's why. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but uh, how did so we befriend I, each other? Uh, he lived across the hall from me. Yeah. Um, and just a random happening like that. Yep. Um, 
very and, plain. <laughs> and I remember for he he was friends with a couple other guys in our hall, and um, one in particular, uh, I remember having a conversation with him uh, where Hunter had disclosed that he was very smart, like top of his class smart. Okay, um, I. I was the valedictorian, but I never bragged about it or anything. No, no, I'm not saying you bragged. I'm just saying that we found out that you had oh, been the valedictorian. Okay. Okay. That kind of that kind of helped put things in because we weren't sure how smart Hunter really was. Oh my lord. Uh, uh, <laughs> so 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 then we were like, oh okay, he's actually pretty smart. Um, and then I saw <laughs> I saw him on the radio, and I was like, oh, he's like really good at radio. I, I had been doing radio, and, but not like Hunter was doing radio. Hunter was a lot better at radio. <laughs> um, and so, and so uh, but what I did, so I got on staff with the radio station during Hunter's sophomore year, and then we were both on fun. staff uh, the next year. Um, but while I was on staff, I would do, like, interviews with artists and community members and just about anyone else. <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun. And uh, I, I kept getting messages about uh, doing interviews. And I mean, that was a really enjoyable part of the job for, for me. So I kept getting messages about doing interviews and I kept having to tell them, well, uh, I, I, I don't work for the radio station anymore. I graduated. <laughs> Wait, um, you still have been? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, oh. <laughs> they'll, they, they'll just send you stuff and they're like, hey, uh, this person, so-and-so, had a new album come out. Can you do an interview with them? And it was like, uh, sorry, I don't really... I, I did yeah. say, I, I did say though, at the time, I said, I'm working with a friend, though, to have a podcast, so I'll let you know then. Yeah. So here so we are a year where, later. That's the uh, only reason we're doing this podcast? You that lied is to not, me. That is not <laughs> the only reason we're doing this podcast. But... I, what had gone through my mind is I miss doing the interviews and I miss having the radio show. Yeah. And with the radio show, there were some, uh, restrictions on, Oh, major. Yeah. There were, there are a lot of restrictions on, you know, how long, uh, we could talk. We, could we talk. never listened to those though. We just music. talked for like nine minutes. We wouldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> and what music we could play and what we could talk about. And yeah, listeners uh which was a much smaller amount i care to admit but the so the, <laughs> so i hey uh, at one point i had like 45 very loyal listeners <laughs> hunter had the most listeners of anyone on the station by quite sure. a bit i won a mo's gift card for that i remember uh getting promotional deals uh, the guy handed me like 400 dollars in culver stuff because i told him we were doing a giveaway yeah yeah oh my <laughs> gosh that happened to me too. Yeah, <laughs> they were really generous with their free. I, that's why I was telling. Uh, I work at a church now, and uh, the <laughs> we just had a meeting today about stuff we could do. And I was like, "Well, if the Culvers here is anything like the one in Marion, they'll give you coupons if you yeah, ask for them." Yeah, you just have to ask. You just have to say that you're running some sort of event. Like I have an event, and there's going to be a give... lot of people there. I have ice cream, and they're like, "Yeah." Um, <laughs> I'm having a party at my friend's house. There's probably going to be five to ten people max. Oh, here's 5,000 scoops of ice yeah. cream. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I will never get rid of all these. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking how, I want to do the interviews. I missed the radio show. I, I want to put together a show around uh, this. 
and I was trying to think of someone to do it with, and I couldn't think of anyone else. My first choice, I was like, well, Hunter is really good at radio. Nah. And I was like, and I'm really good friends with Hunter. You make me blush. So, and I know, uh, especially, <laughs> I don't know if I should say that or not. What? I had a, <laughs> what are you going to say? There was a faculty member that informed me that my talent was not on air. Um, ah, I remember so, that. And so I knew that was my shortcoming. Oh. <laughs> and so I knew that was Hunter's very strong point. And I thought that could be a show that works. <laughs> and so uh, I called Hunter up and said, hey, you want to do a podcast? And he was like, sure, just give me a month. And here we are a year later. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I said, give me a month. And I never bought a microphone. Give, if you give him a month, it'll take a year. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. You have to come to me. Okay. You have to come to me very far in advance if you want something from me, Bo. You can't you can't just walk up one day and say, Hey, you want to do this thing in a month? You expect me to be ready in a month? He just expects me to drop everything. Oh. But Hunter was very busy at the time. I was. I, was I gave him a pass because he's very busy. My last year of school and it was very stressful. And and, and uh, an engagement. <laughs> and well well that was this summer <laughs> i know but i know i know but like you've been very busy you didn't just propose like in the summer you were working on that ah <laughs> like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> i see what you mean yeah <laughs> yes there's a lot of preparation so the the format of the show i i guess i've come to call it like a, the tonight show meets weekend update where exactly like we we kind of talk about the new topics, and then we have an interview with a guest that's someone of influence mm -hmm. that is so comes from the world of like they're a musician, they're a comedian, they're a business leader, they're rubbing their nipple. They're... <laughs> <laughs> How did you see that? <laughs> uh, you're on a camera. The... <laughs> they're a musician, they're a comedian, they're a business leader, they're a uh, talk show host. I mean, I don't know who all will get on here, but. Just someone really that's in a position of influence in the culture and society. Sure. I like it. I think it's going to work well. I'm really excited to go forward here, um, you know, because I like talking about things that I like, and you like asking people about things that they like. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is perfect, really. <laughs> this is why we get along. Exactly. <laughs> I see we have two huge Star Wars segments, and I've never seen us movie, so that'll be fun. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, just because you don't know a thing about Star Wars doesn't mean no one else does. I know it's a very popular thing for a yeah. lot of people Correct. who enjoy weird stuff. But we'll get to that later. We're, <laughs> we're going to start out with something that everybody, I think, is familiar with. And um, enjoys. And enjoys, yeah. And we're talking about the the Marvel Cinematic Universe here. Yeah. Um. And I'm sorry if we just said that everybody knows it and you don't. Uh. That's okay. Just turn <laughs> just turn off the podcast. You know, and you don't have to listen. Just no, you don't have to turn it off. Just like hit the hit the thirty yeah. second forward yeah. button. Like a yeah, just times. just fast forward. Um, yeah. Or you could hear about it if you want. It's pretty interesting stuff, even if you're not a huge fan. For those of you who don't know, you know, um. A few weeks ago, about the time that Spider-Man Far From Home came out, 
actually in theaters, uh, there was news that Spider-Man would no longer be affiliated with the MCU, which is, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the uh, your Iron Man's, your Captain America's. He would no longer be affiliated that and would go back to Sony to just be in solo Spider-Man films. Because Sony has owned Spider-Man this whole time. Right. They have the rights to Spider-Man, and they, they what they kind of did was... Uh, loan him over to disney so that they could use him partnered with them they partnered with them and they're both making money off of this deal that they made that spider-man gets to be in with the avengers and everybody and everybody's kind of making money off of that but recently that deal was uh was postponed and they couldn't reach a new deal and so a lot of people were worried that spider-man would no longer be able to be with the avengers and everybody and they wouldn't but they wouldn't be able to to continue the story of uh, this Tom Holland Spider-Man, um, you know, story. So we're actually upset about that. They might continue the story at Sony, but Sony will do it wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, which we've seen before, except for Into the Spider-Verse. That was a really good movie. Yeah, um, that was good. I enjoyed that thoroughly. But, you know, recently we – I was the only one. Okay, I was the only one back when we heard that, that there's not going to be any more Spider-Man in the MCU. All hope is lost. He's going back to Sony. I was the only person who said, nah, they'll work out a deal. And I I thought they'd work out a deal, but I thought it would be that Disney bought Sony. You're saying that now. No, no. I, I thought they're separated. I thought the only deal that would be worked out is that Disney buys Sony. Yeah, um, honestly, I thought that was a real possibility, but it seems that they've come to an agreement, and so now Spider-Man will will be in in the MCU for at least two more films. They're gonna make a follow-up to uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, uh, I think, in like 2021 or something like that, which is, I'm really excited for because I love these movies. Yeah, uh, and then they're gonna make at least one more after that. So. And then I think they're going to revisit that. Deal. Probably another Avengers movie by that time, though. Uh, probably. Yeah, I would assume, uh, you know, because Spider-Man's pretty much like the central character in the MCU now that, you know, all the other ones have kind of. Some of them. Have, I don't know. Uh, what's the rule on spoilers? Are we supposed to spoil Endgame? Like, who? Ha- if you haven't seen Endgame by now, are you going to? The, hey, uh, uh, the Russo brothers gave us permission two weeks after it was released in theaters to start That's talking true. about it. So everybody died. And... Not everybody. Okay, Iron Man died. Iron Man died. Yeah, and I think it's very clear that Spider-Man has taken his place as a main character. He's in the... pretty much the main leader of yeah. the Avengers. Even though you know Spider-Man: Far From Home was talking all about how he's not, <laughs> but he kind of yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Disney uh, will receive twenty-five percent of the profits now, and and pitch in twenty-five percent of the budget. And so I think Sony's still footing a lot of the bill, and um, they're, but they're yeah. also more of the profits because of that. And he gets to, he gets to be in the MCU because of that. I think that's a good deal for too, Disney. You know? To make the film and only have to fund a quarter of it. And yeah, have but they it do to, they make. I think the problem they have, the thing they have a problem with is the 25% of the profits because, you know, they're Disney and they want all of it. But yeah. <laughs> well, they, did, they wanted 50 50. They did want 50 50. You're right. Yeah. Um, Which just, I didn't think was absurd. <laughs> I don't think it's absurd, mostly because, you know, Marvel's created spider-man but whatever 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I think this was a good deal that they end up reaching because uh, Sony does own the character. So I guess they do have the right to kind of ask for a little bit more money. Yeah. I mean, were you of the team that was like Sony's awful for backing out? Or are you a part of no, the team that was like Disney's awful for wanting more money? Initially, I was like, man, Sony's just the worst. Why do they even own Spider-Man? I wish he was just owned by Marvel. Uh, but then I was I was like, well. Disney is kind of being unreasonable, and honestly, I was just upset by the whole thing because I just, I, I was just, I just wanted them both to come to an agreement because yeah. I love Spider-Man and I don't See, want it to be gone. I, I'm a, I'm a Disney loyalist. Um, you. And so, I was, I was main. Here's the thing, but my thing was that um, whoever makes the better product gets my vote. That's that's a good point because Disney because has so nothing makes, but I good Spider-Man. Don't movies. get me wrong. The first Spider-Man, the second Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 with Co- Tobey Maguire. Classic. Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire awful. Although <laughs> I hated Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man and I really hated most of that casting altogether aside from Okay, here. Let me let me ask this why though. Because Tobey Maguire didn't he's not my Spider-Man. And <laughs> And Kirsten Dunst, I didn't need. And uh, I the only ones I liked were uh, James Franco as Harry, and I liked uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, J. Jonah Jameson was great, but he was in Far From Home, so I know that's that was fine. He was, <laughs> was a good. Great. He was one of two good casting decisions in the original trilogy. Okay, but, so but but then I did like Andrew Garfield, contrary to popular belief. I did too, actually. Um, I really liked Amazing Spider-Man one. Didn't think Amazing Spider-Man. I liked was the second good. one better. Uh, this is going to be though. a conversation, was, isn't it? Oh it boy. It was busy though. It was. I'll give you the. It was busy. It, there's too it much. It was busy. What do you mean? You mean like it was six movies crammed into one? Yes, it was. Yeah, that's yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I I can see the faults with it, but it was so epic. And the and the love they interest, had time. And the they love interest have, dies, which never happens, and I appreciated it. They didn't have time to develop all they needed to develop in that movie because they tried to cram so much in. That's what I have a problem with. That is a uh, fair point. Overall, it's entertaining. I'll admit it. Um, like I would watch it today. I wouldn't like throw it in the trash. Every time uh, it's on, I watch it. Honestly, the first three with Tobey Maguire, those were my favorite movies when I was a kid. I had a Spider-Man costume based on, you know, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I wore it for five years straight. Um, <laughs> not even kidding. Oh, I mean, well, not straight for Halloween. That is <laughs> not, not every day, but I was like, Connor, you have to be kidding. <laughs> you didn't wear it nonstop for five years. <laughs> I couldn't. You underestimate my power. Those were my favorite movies when I was a kid. I watched them, rewatched them last year. And they don't hold up. Said to myself, these are bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> bad movies. They're That's not I, good. <laughs> I loved it when I was a kid. I had the Spider Man video game yeah. and everything, and I watched it. I did too. I watched it a few years ago, and I went, why is – this was my favorite? Why? I know. <laughs> I, I watched it too, and I was like, this is just – this not good. It's Special cheesy. effects were trash. The yeah, act was bad. It's, it's bad acting. You know, Willem Dafoe was really good, I thought. But that outfit that he wore <laughs> – 
My goodness. <laughs> the, the special effects were garbage. Oh, garbage. It was 2002, and nobody knew what they were doing with special effects. So, I mean, it was worse than some 90s special effects that I've seen. Jurassic Park still holds up. It was 94. Yeah, because that was all practical and everything. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they used real-life dinosaurs, so. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if they used, like, real-life webs this time, it would have been more dangerous, granted. But I think it would have held up. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I think we can agree on that. The Tobey Maguire movies are just... They're, they're nostalgic because I used to watch them when I was a kid all the time. Yeah. But they're trash. They're not good. <laughs> they're not good. They're not good. We just love them because I grew up with them. It's no but nostalgia is the only thing that keeps me from putting it in the trash can. If kids today watched those movies... I don't. I don't even know how they would find them entertaining at all. <laughs> yeah. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They'd say this is a bad movie. I'm five years old, and I know that this is a bad movie <laughs> <laughs> because we know that there's going to be a, a Spider-Man three now in the in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, and p potentially a, a the first good Spider-Man three that we'll ever have. Uh, <laughs> well, there's only uh, been before, and it was awful. Exactly. So. That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so I was just wondering, Bo, what would the perfect Spider-Man 3 look like for you? Oh, man. That's Spider a tough one to answer. I, I will say I think Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man that we've had. I do, too. I agree. He is he is the role that of Peter Parker. Like he's a, he's He's nerdy enough, but he's also athletic enough to believe it. And, and, he, and he actually he, seems like he's a kid in high school, you know? And he's a kid. Yeah, he plays a kid in high school. He's got comic. Like, that's the thing. Tobey Maguire never made a joke. Like, and that's Spider-Man's <laughs> thing. Like, he did, well, he did. Remember, he said, that's a nice outfit. Did your husband make it for you? That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, the, <laughs> but. I mean, Andrew Garfield did better with that part, but I, I guess people just thought he looked too popular to be a nerd. Yeah. But, but I think Tom Holland's a perfect blend, but... I agree with that, you know? And and so that is a big starting component. Second component would be that it's made by the MCU, so that's got it going for it. Right. Um, Kevin Feige's mittens are all over that. Yeah. Um... I would say they have to do a better job of developing him and MJ. I thought they did a really good job of that in Far From Home. Honestly. I, I, I didn't. I thought it was kind of rushed. Really? Yeah. No, because I thought. Okay, I'll I'll give you this Homecoming. I didn't think they developed it her character well enough. I don't think they established exactly where they wanted to go with it. Yeah. yeah that um, That's what I think. That's what hurt far from home. Cause then you jump into far from home and he's like, Oh, I really like her. And you're like, why? <laughs> that is a good point. Um, I can see that, but you know, in high school, kids emotions kind of change all the time. So I, <laughs> I don't think it's unbelievable, you know? Um, yeah. It's not like going back in time and then into another universe and then going back into so yeah. another time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think they're they're doing a really good job now in Far From Home setting up their relationship and everything. Yeah. Uh, me and my fiance actually being them for Halloween. Fun fact. That fits though. 
I don't know what villain necessarily. That's what I was trying to think. Because you almost you hate to like bring back one that they've already done in any of the movies. Right, just because you want to see new stuff. Yeah. Um. So that's a tough one. I mean, I'm still waiting. I don't think this could be the main. I here's the thing. I I'm not a super expert on it, but I did read the comics as a kid. Sure. So, so like some villains that I think like this guy, I don't think could be the main guy, but maybe as like a side thing, like Scorpion. I always yeah. Liked him. Well, they did set up Scorpion, you know, in in Homecoming. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, so I, that was actually something that I was thinking of if they brought in like a Sinister Six. Um, yeah, and that's what they were trying to do with the Amazing Spider-Mans, but then they, they tried to they do it so up. freaking fast, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the problem. They're like, well, okay, like I mean, we have one well, honestly set up all these villains. Yeah, <laughs> let's throw them out there. And, like, Mysterio, like, I knew who Mysterio was, but I didn't have a great grasp on, like, all he could do. And when I saw Far From Home, I was Mysterio. like, that was a really good villain. Yeah, Mysterio but, um, was one of my favorite Spider-Man villains when I was a kid. Um, and then, like, so some of the... was great. Some of the villains are just such a classic. I mean, Green Goblin, Doc Ock, I wouldn't be mad at him. Yeah, I think they could do a really good job of, of doing a, a new modern take on those, you know? Yeah, uh, I hated Green Goblin in uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two. Um, that was awful, weird. But yeah, uh, and I didn't. Yeah. Mind, the first one I thought was good. Like no, yeah, Willem Dafoe. Willem yeah. Dafoe did a really good job. I thought. I just thought the costume was a little wonky, and uh, the special effects, obviously. But yeah, yeah. But like green, but those are like Green Goblin, Doc Ock. Like those are the two big ones. Yeah, and they're classics in exactly all of superhero. And you know, and Venom too. Like I'd love it if they had Tom Hardy's Venom crossover into the MCU. That'd be a whole other deal, though. That it Sony would be would a work. whole. Yeah, it's way too complicated. For but that would be good to think about right now. But I would love that because you know, Venom's aside from the like backstory being completely though. wrong for Venom. Yeah. No. It, it, because Spider-Man wasn't involved in it. So, uh, so yeah, it'd be completely... It'd be more like they'd be working side by side rather than against each other because he's not really a villain anymore, you know? So but he's not a, not a great guy. He's like an anti-hero, you know? He's yeah. like Deadpool. What if they did a Spider-Man 3 with Deadpool as the antagonist, not necessarily the villain, but, like, as the antagonist? Oh, jeez. Fly but... my face. What? <laughs> Sorry. But my question then is that Spider-Man is so kid-friendly. Correct. How do you bring Deadpool? Because <laughs> he's so not. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a good question, Bo. And here, here's my retort to that. It wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely probably not even a possibility. What would be really cool? I'm trying to think of villains that we haven't seen yet. Um, you know, in in a Spider-Man, like Kingpin, but he was yeah, in, the, in the Spider-Verse. That's true. He was in Into the Spider-Verse, but he hasn't been in the MCU yet. So that yeah. that'd be potentially 
cool to see Kingpin, and then maybe maybe that that'd be a way to introduce Daredevil into the MCU as well. Um, you could have Spider-Man mm-hmm. and Daredevil kind of working together to go up against Kingpin or something. And I know they did that in the TV show, and I didn't. I thought those were supposed to be connected to the MCU, but now they're discontinued. So, uh, what was I gonna say? Good question. I don't know. Yeah. If they, if they did a Rhino, I would be kind of happy to see that. Honestly, just to try and redo it from that Paul Giamatti trash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, literally, because. What? Like at the <laughs> beginning of the movie, you see him plowing through streetcars in in a truck, and then I've, all of a sudden at the end, he has a giant rhino suit, and you're like, "Where did you come from?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Uh yeah. So I I wouldn't be um sad or mad to see that. Um, I'd love to see some of the villains we've already seen come back, like from Homecoming or something. Like Vulture. Um, like Vulture, and maybe if Mysterio turned out to not really be dead and he's actually, you know, because there's no proof that he actually did Oh, that. I remember what I was going to say. Okay. I want uh, to see an Into the Spider-Verse live action with Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. I thought the same exact thing. And it, I don't think it has to be live action, but I would love to see it that. It has to be live action. They're real people. <laughs> voice themselves yeah but that's not as fun it's fun you can do a lot more things with animation than you can in yeah but, but action. in the mcu to have them all come together yeah yeah that'd be that'd be really cool and you actually, could bring back like then you could bring back like the different villains and stuff yeah from all of like the best of them so don't don't uh don't call me weird or anything, but I used I had dreams. Oh no! After I saw Endgame, that <laughs> Endgame actually would end with Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man coming in, and they <laughs> would help fight. Like you know, when everybody comes in at the end of Endgame, like they're in it too, and they're helping fight and everything, and then they die, and it's sad. But yeah, I'd, I'd have several dreams about that, and I'm like, that would be so cool. But I, I honestly don't think that would ever happen. I wish it would, but I don't think it would. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. happen in Endgame because one, it's already happened, and two, it's uh, it wouldn't make sense. Right? Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. But uh, just what, <laughs> even even what you said, like uh, into the Spider Verse with, with yeah Tom Holland and all of them, I think that would be. Excellent, and I would pay twenty dollars to see it twice, um, not <laughs> once. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that's a really good idea. Well, uh, bottom line is, we're excited Spider-Man is back in the MCU where he belongs, and we'll continue to get a good story. Definitely, yes. Definitely. Yeah. We're excited about it. So, what's next on the agenda? Or that's that's on the agenda. Not the, the agenda. agenda. Uh, <laughs> I believe we were going to talk about Hugh Jackman. Oh yeah. So kind of taking a foot out of the Marvel universe, we talk about the guy who played Wolverine for I don't know how long, fifteen years. But, uh, longer than that. Yeah. Uh, started in two thousand. So uh i think logan came out in 16 17 i think it was 17 no maybe 16 it was 16 or 17 yeah yeah 
So, but uh, so Hugh Jackman is a big time. Here's a fun fact: Hugh Jackman is an uh, act guy. A what? An egged. Egged. Yeah. What the he heck does that mean? He doesn't have an Oscar, so he's not an egot yet. But he's oh. got an Emmy, a Grammy, and a Tony. So he's going. Uh, he's on tour right now, uh, doing songs and Broadway and whatever else. He, you know, Greatest Showman and Lame Is and all the stuff he's been in and kind of doing a big production with an orchestra and everything. He's coming. I work at Banker's Life Fieldhouse, and he's coming there in a couple. In weeks. Indianapolis. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But he's coming there, I guess, next week, and I'm working the show. Which sounds uh, awesome. I had someone at a Chris Brown concert express to me, who would go to that? So, Hunter, I would like to open the floor to you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you who would go to that. Everybody. A little name named... A little... Uh, <laughs> hold on, let me say that again. <laughs> a little person named everybody, including <laughs> Hunter George and Hunter George's mom. <laughs> My mom is the biggest Hugh Jackman fan I've ever seen. She's watched the movie Australia 127 times. Very much heard of it. <laughs> yeah, you've never even heard of it. That's the thing. It's a big Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman movie. Uh, and it's three hours long. It's three hours long. It's really boring. And nobody really wants to watch it, except for my mom. 127 times. <laughs> That's how much she loves Hugh Jackman. So she'll definitely be there. What, is, what does this person mean? Who would go to that? Who in the, in the United States of America is not a Hugh Jackman fan? Ask me I... that. I ask me, I, 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 who is not a fan of Hugh Jackman? No one. <laughs> I, I proceeded to say because he said who will go see that, and I said uh, women because I'm anticipating a very large female audience that night, and uh, okay. the girl he was with proceeded to give me a look of disgust, to which <laughs> I didn't. I didn't express, but I could understand because she clearly did not have the same taste as Hugh Jackman to, with the guy she was with. Any any <laughs> male artist over 50, you can count the audience to be mostly female because I went to a Bon Jovi concert yeah. a couple well, years girl ago. Girls love Bon Jovi. Yeah, and so I was I was probably the youngest person there. And also one of the only male people there. Yeah. <laughs> but I was singing my heart out because I yeah. love Jovi. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, in my experience, girls are usually the ones, or I, I should say females, are usually the ones that, uh, I don't know. <laughs> girls just sounds young. But, the, does, yeah. but females are typically the ones yeah. who go to events more. I wouldn't call my mom a girl. That's weird. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. But my mom would definitely be there, and I would definitely be there. He was actually in Chicago. And, and I would um, be there, and I'm going to be there working, but exactly. I won't be able to see this. So. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. That's really sad. That's the saddest news I've heard all day. Um, he was actually in Chicago, though, not too long ago. I think a couple months ago, and I saw it come up 
but I didn't realize it until the day of, and I was really sad because I would have really wanted to go to that. Because you know I love Greatest Showman and Lamez and and Lamez and yeah he's everything. Sing all the songs from Wolverine. <laughs> He'll sing all the songs from Wolverine. <laughs> have you seen the movie Prisoners with him? Yeah, I have. That's that was a really, really good movie. I think it's a really underrated movie. Not a lot of people. That is a really underrated movie. I cried. I was terrified. Yeah, it had everything. And I usually <laughs> don't like Paul Dano, um, but I really liked him in that movie. I just think he's annoying, but he's he's really good in that movie. That is a fantastic movie. I actually forgot about that movie until you just brought yeah, it up. It's a wonderful film. Man, Very go, graphic. Yeah, go check out Prisoners. Uh, it came out like twenty. 13? 13 or something like that, yeah, I think. Very scary. It'll make you want to lock your doors. Yeah, yeah. don't let the kids watch. Lock your doors anyway, please. <laughs> I mean, 2018, you don't know what's going on. It just makes me feel better to know that your doors are locked. Yeah. <laughs> lock your doors. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, going to a concert where you're in a crowd and you're the only male... Who who was speaking about that? Oh, we we were speaking about that. yeah yeah <laughs> like thirty seconds ago. <laughs> I see what you're getting at. Yeah, so I went to a Jonas Brothers concert a couple weeks ago. I got remember that. Got checked out by security multiple times. <laughs> Did any of them ask you out? No. Oh, they just they were... like to look. The... <laughs> I mean, get in line, pal, but the... (laughs) No, so I had, as an early... uh, So, okay, I should preface this. The Jonas Brothers, those are my dudes. Those are my guys. Like, I would do anything for them. And the... (laughs) And... And as uh, an early birthday slash Christmas slash whatever else my mom wants covered present. (laughs) (laughs) I had a meet and greets for the concert. And so I get there and I was in line and checked in and then the security guard. So I already have been checked by security to get in the building. And then I get in the group and the security guard is looking at me real weird. Uh oh. And he comes over to me, he's like, You big fan, huh? And I was <laughs> like, Yep. He was like, Where are you from? I just asking me like a bunch of questions. And so we'll get through that. We go down, we had like a, a backstage tour thing. We went like under the stage and everything. Wait, why was he asking you all those questions? Because he's security and I was a male. By oh, myself. By yourself. And, he and that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, <so> mean. <laughs> I know. And uh, so we go down, like, we go under the stage. We see, like, all this different stuff. We come back. So it's like an hour till the meet and greet. And so we're just in this waiting room. And we line up and we get in line. And this whole time I'm, like, looking around. I'm like, wait, you line uh, up and then you get in line? What? Oh, well, we so they had us line up and wait. And <laughs> so I'm this whole time I'm looking around like I can't be the only 
male back here. Like I know, I I know that uh, I knew that I would be a minority, but I thought there'd at least be one other. Um, I would have been back there with you if I had gone. That. Ugh. <laughs> But, I went to a Jonas Brothers concert back when they were the Jonas Brothers before. And, and I'll tell I mean, you they're what. They're still brothers. Their last names. Back when Jonas. they were still brothers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> at the at the Syracuse State Fair in, in 2009 or something like that. Man, that was a good time. But so Keep going. But so I get, I get up towards the front of the line. I'm getting to the front of the line and a couple security guys are starting to look at me weird again. And one of them comes up and is like, so he's like, sir, can you lift your shirt, please? So then he starts looking through my pockets and everything, which have already been emptied. I will have, you know, because they had <laughs> us do that before we got in line. Oh and, and he was like, okay, you're good. I mean, it was just like, I got, I got stopped several times by security. Um, and then uh, I think I blacked out for about 10 seconds. And then uh, it was... After you met them, you did? As I was meeting them, I did. Oh. <laughs> well, because they had them in a... They had, like, curtains. Yeah. So, like, I'm in line, but I don't see them until I go past the curtain. Ah. Like, so, like, normally... So, I've I've gone to other things like this, and, like, they don't have curtains. And you can kind of get used to seeing them and then being yeah. in the room. But not you this didn't, time. Not this time. <laughs> and so I walk back there and it's like, oh my gosh, you're actually here. And <laughs> and they were fairly short. And I uh, yeah, when I saw the picture of you with them, I was like, wow, you're taller than most of them. I literally felt like I was looking straight down to see Nick. Like I looked at Nick and I saw the top of his head. And <laughs> <laughs> but you know, said said stuff. That intro part is true. I walk in and Kevin goes, hey, buddy. And I like, that's when it like, and then I hear, and then I hear Joe go, nice shirt, buddy. And I was like, ah, and then. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only compliment you've ever received. And that's the only compliment I've ever received. And and so, and then we proceeded to watch the con, uh, and. Proceeded to watch the what? The so, concert. Oh, okay. Oh, it's everything I could have ever dreamed it would ever be. It was like I, I'm not kidding this. It was the best night of my life, I think. And I've I, people have asked me what it was like, and I say, Imagine that you went to heaven and then after a couple hours he says you gotta go back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like. <laughs> That's what I would imagine, honestly. Man, I would have I would have thought nothing less. <laughs> well, um, you know, speaking of um former Disney stars, that leads us back into Disney. Disney Plus is coming out November twelfth of this year. It's so uh, close. Bo, are you excited? It's so close. I'm so excited. I I'm can't excited wait. too, but for this changes my entire television experience. <laughs> Mine too. I mean, honestly, I, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been this excited for a streaming service. Um, I just wish I didn't have to pay an extra thing to be 
to have another streaming service. Uh, <laughs> so, but definitely I'm going to get Disney Plus because it's got – I'm probably more excited for different things than you are, uh, assuming because – okay, full disclosure, Bo has never seen Star Wars. I know we mentioned that before. But I had to say it again, just so you know, we're not joking. Bo has never seen Star Wars. <laughs> I have seen one Star Wars. Which one? It was... I went with friends, so I didn't, like, willingly go. Um, Doesn't even know which one it was. <laughs> it was the one where the guy dies. Like, the Harrison Ford. The Force Awakens? That's the only Star Wars movie you've seen is The Force Awakens? Why is that bad? Oh, it's not bad. It's just disappointing. <laughs> oh. Okay, so I'm excited for Disney Plus because of the following shows that I know are coming out on it. Um, the Mandalorian, for one, that comes out right when the streaming service starts. I have no idea what that November 12th. Yeah, I will tell you in a minute. Just hold your butt. Um <laughs> Then we also have uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I don't know what that is. That doesn't come out um, until next year, however. I'm holding my butt. I'm holding my butt. <sighs> Good job. <laughs> now, keep, keep doing it. <laughs> I'm not done yet. Okay, so we got uh, in January, Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7 Okay, is coming out. Boat also doesn't know what that is. Um it's a continuation of the Cartoon Network uh, cartoon that they had going on uh, back when I was still, you know, in elementary school. I would watch it all the time. Uh, and now they're, they're finally doing a last season of this to kind of wrap up all, everything on the show. Uh, they're also coming out with an Obi-Wan Kenobi television series uh, at some point. Either next year or the year after. I'm not sure when the release date was supposed to be on that. I know they haven't started filming yet, um, but Ewan McGregor has definitely signed on for that, which is amazing. <clears throat> so, Bo, <laughs> with Disney Plus coming out, uh, what are some of the things that you're most excited for right away? Uh, right away, I'm most excited for – well, first <laughs> of all, have you heard the the uh, the bundle deal that they're make, they've made? What's the bundle deal? You get so Disney Plus by itself is like five ninety nine, okay, a month. Yeah, uh, you can get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus for twelve ninety nine. I think. Whoa. So that's actually a really good deal. Yeah, I didn't know about that. So you can get because Disney owns Hulu now. We're not sponsored and ESPN. by Disney Plus, by the way. What? <laughs> We're not being sponsored by Disney Plus. That's true. Like Shouldn't be giving any free ads. Out. But, the, <laughs> but I'll do it for Disney. You have so because you get all of Hulu, you get all of Disney Plus, which is like Disney movies and Disney TV shows and new Disney content. But and that's not all coming out right away, right? Because I've heard I've heard when the when Disney Plus actually launches. Not everything is going on right away. Not everything's going on right away, but it will be there at yeah. some point. So they're going to switch because right now a bunch of the MCU movies are on Netflix. But I'm assuming when Disney Plus launches, those will get moved right over. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll and take Netflix. Netflix is the biggest loser in all of this because NBC, I know, I feel so bad. Is, 
NBC is getting their own streaming service, so they're going to be taking The Office and Parks and Rec and Friends and, and everything. Friends, yep. Um, which, which those right there, The Office, Friends, and Parks and Rec, are their top three shows. Yeah. Like, everyone uh, loves those shows. It's literally one, two, three. Those are their highest watched shows. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then I forget what else NBC's taking from them, but NBC's taking everything that has ever good been on place. NBC. The good place. Yeah, the good place. And then I'm assuming like Disney owns ABC, so that'll probably be on Hulu and Disney Plus. Right, but who watches an ABC show? That's fair. Um, <laughs> CBS already has its own thing. It does. So, that. Yeah, the CBS All Access. Mm. Um. So and Fox is now owned by Disney. Correct. So, so all the Fox. So all the Fox shows probably get moved over to Disney Plus and too. And probably 20th Century Fox movies as well. Yeah. So like Netflix is losing everything. Correct. Aside from original content and probably like stand-up comedy and stuff. You know what's movies. weird? What? Disney now owns Fox, but one of the Fox shows is Gotham. But the rights to that, like Batman and everything, are owned by Warner Brothers. So that's really confusing to me. <laughs> I just sorry, I had I had a random thought there that was really confusing. <laughs> but I'm thinking like New Girl is probably going to be taken off of Netflix too because it's a Fox show. That's Fox. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Then, man, Netflix is going to lose all their their major shows. Luckily. They do they do pretty well with their Netflix originals. They do do really well with Netflix originals, and they uh, what are they making? They came out with something that they're making like right after this announcement to kind of save themselves. I forget it was something big. I have no idea. It was like we're making a Netflix original of maybe like a Stranger Things movie or something. Oh, I didn't hear about that. I know they're I know they're coming out with Stranger Things three at some point. <clears throat> Or like a sequel to something that they, that everyone was like, oh, they're trying to save people from leaving. I'm not going to leave. I'm still going to have Netflix because they still got. <clears throat> I mean, together, it'll be what? $23. If you have Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN and Netflix. <laughs> Jeez, really? $23. That's still not bad yeah. altogether. But yeah. Okay, so yeah, uh, but speaking of all the Star Wars stuff that we're going to be seeing on on uh, Disney Plus, The Mandalorian, I wanted to get a little bit more into that, um, just because you know Star Wars is kind of in the news a lot right now, uh, and The Mandalorian is one of the major things people are talking about. Uh, so, Bo. Let me tell you a little bit about Star Wars, just so you have. I, sort did, of I did see a, a bullet reference. point that says "educate Bo a little bit." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bo, Star Wars is uh, a movie that started <laughs> out and uh, has become a, a, a worldwide phenomenon, and it's science fiction where you know there's these people called Jedi. And they use lightsabers and they use the force and they are up against these people called Sith, which are like Jedis, but they use the dark side. Jedi. Sorry, I said Jedis. Jedis are already plural. I hate when people do that. Why did I do that? I don't know. 
so Sith, um, <laughs> they use the dark side of the Force. So the Force is um, something that binds everything in the universe. It 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 surrounds us. It penetrates us. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I knew it. I knew it. You're not worthy of Star Wars. Um, you so it's like gravity. It's nothing like gravity. What the? <laughs> Are you comparing Star Wars to to that Sandra Bullock movie? No, no, I no, I meant the Force is like gravity. Oh no, what? <laughs> it's not like gravity. It's it's a uh, it's like a uh, it's hard to describe. It's the Force and uh, <laughs> Force sensitive individuals such as Jedi and Sith can use the Force to their advantage. Um, you know, they can manipulate objects, push people, pull people. Things like that. Um, and if you're really powerful with the Force, it helps you out physically. It guides you. It's uh, it's just a, a source of strength for the Jedi and for the Sith. Um, so essentially, uh, I can't give you a rundown on everything that happens, but there's this group of people, this race of people called Mandalorians, uh, from the planet Mandalore and uh, a couple of famous Mandalorians from the movies are Jango and Boba Fett. Um, Jango being the father and then Boba being the son slash clone of Jango Fett. Um, and what they are, are they're bounty hunters. They're these bounty hunters and uh, a lot of Mandalorians are, are you know, People look at them and be like, oh, that's a bounty hunter. Um, but, you know, not all Mandalorians are bounty hunters. Uh, but this this show <laughs> takes place right after um, – a few years after Return of the Jedi. Um, so I know that that means nothing to you, Bo. But <laughs> – Not much of this does. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just – I'm going to make you watch Star Wars. Good luck. What it is, is the Empire has fallen. The Empire are the bad guys run by, you know, Darth Vader and Darth Sidious. Um, and so that's fallen. Uh, you know, everything's kind of left in chaos now. And there's like a new republic that's formed. Um, but there's some parts of the galaxy that lie outside of the reach of the new Republic. And that's where this takes place. And this is a new bounty hunter that nobody has ever seen before. And is, he's just known as the Mandalorian. Um, and he's like a lone gunslinger. And the far. Oh, see why you like this. Yeah. So it's like a Western in space. And it's like two of my favorite things <laughs> combined. It's awesome. Oh, it's like Cowboys and aliens. It's nothing like Cowboys. <laughs> Shut them out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's Western in what? space. That's not what <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens is. I never saw that movie, so. Oh, good. I just know the title. Yeah, so it sounds really cool to me. Um, I'm really excited about it because I love Westerns, and this has got like a Western theme. And actually, uh, fun fact, this is was created and written by Jon Favreau with George Lucas. Um, oh, he's, I don't know who George Lucas is, but he, the guy's happy. You don't know George Lucas created Star Wars. Oh, okay. <laughs> so John Favreau um, directed the first two Iron Man movies, and he's happy. Yeah, and he's happy in the MCU. 
But yeah, so this show uh, looks gritty. It looks fun. It looks like action packed, which I'm I'm just really excited about it. Um, oh, you know what I, I just thought of? What? Uh, you can go ahead and finish, but I I just want to. When you're done, I have a I have a point. Okay, we'll come back to you. Um, <laughs> another person who's in this that I'm really excited about is uh, Taika Waititi, who is the director of Thor Ragnarok, um, as well as uh, you know several other com- other comedies, um, and he plays IG Eleven, uh, which is a uh, bounty hunter droid that fights alongside the Mandalorian. Um, and the Mandalorian is played by Pedro Pascal. Uh, you might know him from Kingsman Two, or uh, I know he's in Game of Thrones for a little bit, and uh, he's also in Narcos. So yeah, I, I guess uh, I'm just really excited to see how this turns out. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. It looks like, you know, there's a lot of cool action sequences. There's a there's a part in the trailer where he, you know shoots a door on a guy and it closes and cuts him in half. And so it looks like it's not, it's not going to be your grandma's star Wars show. Let's just say that. <laughs> there he goes. Chucklin. What did you want to say, Poe? Uh, I did see one show that I'm not looking forward to coming to Disney plus. What's that? Well, let me see if I can get this title, right? Cause it's atrocious. High school musical, the musical, the series. What? And it's not any of the original High School Musical. It's like set for a high school that is putting on the play High School Musical, and it's like drama. Like uh, it had like a glee feel in the trailer. Oh my goodness! And it looks like garbage. And that I do not awful. support. I do not support. Who even thought of that as as a? Uh, premise for a show <laughs> i have no idea what happens when the when they they're done with the musical like in the show they're hopefully just... it means they're done making the show <laughs> honestly that's like one episode of a tv show yeah <laughs> it sounds like, like it's oh my gosh the high school musical movie is right next to the jonas brothers on my heart and it'd be like smash where they they take the whole season to put on a show Probably. That sounds dumb. I am not. That that is that. If there would be something keeping me from Disney Plus, that would be it. That's all I wanted to say. That would be Since it. Since we've been giving them so much love, they can take some hate. <laughs> Back to Star Wars. Um. <laughs> so, something. This isn't related to Disney Plus or anything. This is purely Star Wars. Um. The Rise of Skywalker is coming out. Uh. This. December and a lot of people are excited about it. A lot of people are kind of skeptical about it because they really didn't like the last Jedi. Um, personally, I'm a fan of the last Jedi. Um, there's just about a third of it that I really didn't like. So that's a lot of a movie to not like and still be a fan. Yeah, but it's one storyline that they did like the B story. Um, I don't know what that means. I know. I know. I know you don't. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good lord. Rise of Skywalker is going to be the the ending of this newer trilogy of films that started out back in 2015. Yeah, a lot of people really didn't like The Last Jedi, which came out uh, back in 2017. Um, however, I, I really liked, you know, most of it. I liked the stuff where they brought back Luke Skywalker. Um, 
I thought he was really cool. He had a really cool story arc in this movie. Um, and, you know, so I'm excited to see how they wrap up the whole series. Um, honestly, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. I'm a little bit scared just because I know, like, I like these new, this new trilogy of Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't like them as much as the older ones. Um, like, you know, the original movies and the prequels. Um, which honestly, yeah, yeah, of course I know. I loved the prequels when I was a kid and then I grew up and then I was told that they were bad. So I was trying to be cool and I was like, yeah, they're bad movies. And now they're, they're back on me and I like them again. (laughs) So So opposite of Spider-Man. Exactly. It's like a flip flop, but yeah. Uh, so things that I'm excited for, uh, that are coming up in rise of Skywalker, you know, in the trailer, that we've yeah. gotten there was, you know, the iconic laugh of Emperor Palpatine. Suggesting- oh, yeah. I remember we, that, they played that trailer before Endgame and. They, oh, yeah. And then I was they like, they had oh. that laugh and I and you were like, oh, and I leaned over and I said, I'm assuming that laugh means something. <laughs> so that means they're they're bringing back the emperor in some way, shape or form. Um uh, suggesting that perhaps he's not dead. Ooh, 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 ooh. Even though that's a big spoiler for you, Bo. Sorry. Um, oh, well. <laughs> I'm going to make you watch all these movies. I'm going to sit you down and make you watch them all. And so, yeah, this one's going to be directed by J.J. Abrams again, who directed um, The Force Awakens. Uh, it was also... So, but you him. said that was disappointing. I didn't say The Force Awakens was disappointing. You said it was disappointing that that's the only one I've seen. It is disappointing. That's the only one you've seen, but that doesn't mean it's a disappointing movie. <laughs> well, I just thought maybe there were better ones, and maybe that one wasn't as good. Then I don't know. Well, there are better ones, but that one's not. That one's not bad. It's just that's not. You know, that's the n- newest version of something that's classic. You know, but yeah, and then so this is supposed to be the end of that series. We're supposed to find out who Ray's parents are because we never really got full closure on that i mean kylo ren told us that they were nothing but i really don't believe him and i think most of america doesn't believe him so um don't vote for kylo ren 2020 we're all looking forward to see how it wraps up even if you know it might not be the best of the series uh potentially to see uh i'm just really excited for all the people to bring back like lando um and and everything like that so uh but yeah if there's anything that you think i missed that i i i'm not i haven't mentioned that i'm looking forward to please uh feel free to to reach out and tell me what you're most excited for you know you can always email us at uh hunter show at gmail.com uh we'll, we'll feel free to to contact us there and give anything that you're excited about when it comes to star wars or anything else that we've talked about really but yeah i know this is supposed to be the end of this trilogy that that was set up originally by J.J. Abrams. But however, there's there's going to be a potentially a future trilogy by Ryan Johnson, director of Last Jedi, which a lot of people are skeptical about because a lot of people did not like Last Jedi. So, mm. so yeah, it's mostly all the Star Wars news I got. Sorry, I just I didn't mean to uh, take away the microphone from you there. I know you have literally nothing to say about Star Wars, <laughs> so. <laughs> Um. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Um. The, 
<laughs> I like the attempt. I like it. <laughs> I thought I tried to think of something. I had nothing. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's going to wrap up this part of the episode. If you've gotten this far in the episode and you're extremely disappointed because we titled the episode after the guest we have on the, the guest interview is coming up. I wanted to throw in, like Hunter mentioned, our email, hunterboshow at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to reach out with, you know, anything we talked about, you you have a take on it, you want to hear us talk about something else. You want to hear us about. talk about the same things over again. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's always more fun when the listeners interact with us. Um, and we also have a Facebook at the Hunter and Bo Show, uh, you can go like it, like that page. Instagram, Instagram, Hunter, Hunter, Bo, Hunter Show. Bo Show, and make sure to hit subscribe on whichever you're listening to, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify. Just follow or subscribe, and get the new episodes. We'll also be posting whenever a new episode goes up on the social medias too. If you have any guests that you're interested in seeing, again, email us. You have any? If you're like a long lost cousin of some famous celebrity, and you have a connection to get them on our show, even if you don't have a connection, just please let us know about that because that's just, cool. Yeah, just bombard them. <laughs> just tell them slam to us with our emails. Show. Oh man, yeah. fill yeah. up my spam yeah. folder. Just do it. <laughs> throw it right in the spam the uh, um interact with us let us know what you think let us know uh what you want to what you want to hear uh we'll be coming back with more if stuff you want uh, to blame Bo for ruining star wars you can do that <laughs> you can literally hit me with all of that and i will not flinch i don't care i've heard it all but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think the schedule we're looking at is a little like every couple ish weeks for episodes. Um, so like weekly occurrence. Yeah. Something like that. And so like you might open up the episode and it might say an hour and 20 minutes and you might say, who do they think they are? And (laughs) I would say, you have two weeks. That's not that long. Yeah. Um, watch so, a minute every day and then come back and watch the next one. It'll last you your whole life. That's yeah. I was going to, I wondered where you were going with that. Cause yeah, the minute <laughs> a day wouldn't get you there, but the, <laughs> <laughs> like 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day. Or, like you're like, Oh, I, Oh, I got to brush my teeth. Let me just turn on the podcast. Real quick. 30 yeah. seconds a day, you know, extend that. Make it last yeah. lifetime. Oh, my commute to work is 15 minutes. I'll listen to the podcast on my way there. Oh, like, my, my commute to work is an hour and 20 minutes. What? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I don't have a job. Great. <laughs> All day. All day. I don't listen. have a job. I'm fun employed. But yeah, reach out through all the mediums we mentioned. Make sure to subscribe. Um, tell your friends. Here's the thing: is we can get some really good guests on here and some really big time guests. The way to have the world as our oyster 
is to have you tell all your friends about the show and then we have more listeners and then we have more leverage. Exactly. <laughs> levers upon levers just everywhere. I just pull the lever and what do you know? Chris Pratt lands are on you the phone. Wait, but hold on. But are you, are you serious? That could happen? We got to get the listeners on her. Good Lord. That sounds amazing. I love Chris Pratt. You I know, you know you, that. That's why I said it. Oh, I wanted I wanted oh, to get Hunter. I know. I wanted to get Hunter excited because then he'll tell all his friends. Honestly, <laughs> and tell honestly, him to tell all his Honestly, Bo, I, I didn't know how this was going to go, and, and and I was really scared, but honestly, I think this is going to be good, and I'm excited to talk to Chris Pratt, so <laughs> just as soon as you can, just please let me know if that's going to happen. What are you laughing at? I'm serious. <laughs> but yeah, so enjoy the interview. Uh, we will be back in a couple weeks with more stuff and shenanigans. Yep, definitely. Great. Thanks for listening, guys. This week, our guest is Hannah Schaefer. Uh, she's an up-and-coming musician and singer, uh, and she just recently signed with a label. She's had a bunch of songs coming out and a new album on the way next year. We got to sit down and chat with her a little bit about everything that's going on uh, in her career and what's coming up. And we also have uh, her new song that just came out, Safe House, at the end of her interview. So stick around for that and enjoy. Kind of wanted to start off with a little bit of, like, I guess, background, kind of, like, what's your story? How'd you get into music? How'd you get to where you are now? I've been singing for what feels like forever. Um, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> for real, like, my... My parents would watch me in my, what do they call it, a playpen or whatever, um, rocking and dancing and singing to Barney. Um, <laughs> so, like, I just, from a very, very young age, I have always loved music. And I started writing my own songs when I was around 12, 13 years old. And wow. Yeah, yeah. I just I just always had a passion for expressing what what was all going on in my head. Um, and then it always just felt right to come out through through song. Um, so I really kind of just got started in all of this when I was writing music at 13 and then ended up uh, attending an international talent showcase in Florida when I was about 15 years old. And um, I had a couple callbacks from some people there after I um, – I won a, a, a teen singing category there, mm-hmm. and, which was super cool because I got to meet, meet a lot of people from all over the world <laughs> yeah. and uh, just get to hear about, you know, their stories. And uh, long story short, uh, a year later, I was contacted by someone who came across an old headshot from that event and ended up getting connected with people that really helped me dive into the music industry on a uh, contemporary platform. So I was looking at kind of some of your stuff, and I guess I, I wanted to ask, how have the past couple years been with everything um, kind of gradually, like, growing and getting, you know, more recognized and more placements and stuff like that? 
these past few years have been absolutely amazing. So I, I moved to Nashville when I turned 20 years old, and because that's what I really felt um, like God was calling me to do. I knew I wanted to move there when I was younger because I would make trips uh, working on projects with people, but um, I, I just didn't feel like it was the appropriate time to move when I was like 17, 18, 19. But when I when I was close to turning 20, I just really felt that pull. So when I moved down there, um, I just really experienced a lot of different things, you know. Like, I, I, I did not uh, go to college after I graduated high school. I directly jumped right into the music industry. So, mm. uh, And I had been touring in, in my hometown area for a couple of years before I moved to Nashville. So when I moved to Nashville, it was like, there was no college to kind of prepare me for, like, the quote-unquote real world, you know? Mm-hmm. So I went from, like, small hometown to, like, boom, big city. And uh, those – yeah, yeah, it was it was – it was a lot, but it was amazing, and I wouldn't I wouldn't change that time that I had there for the world. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about um, just different cultures, like people from all over the world had moved there, and I mean the city is con- like continues to grow, which is so so cool. Um, but I mean, I did a lot of writing while I was there, so I continued to write, and that's where my song Treasure was born as well as Inside Out, those two, um, in 2017, and then um, ended up continuing to write and meet more pe- meet more people while I was there, just really building a lot of lasting relationships that has been pinnacle for where I am today. Like, I mean, I, I look back and those relationships are still so relevant to my everyday. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been it's been insane, and like at how how over time, you know, relationships take you to where you want to go in the future. So, um, you know, some people that I had met right when I moved to Nashville, and like I'm now signed to a label because of the relationship with those people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's just it's just been it's just been a whirlwind of beautiful happenings really i guess how would you describe your music like what's the message behind it what's the style or the genre kind of what what goes into making your music my music is definitely something that i like to believe feeds the soul i mean such as music does but in a, mm-hmm. in a positive in a positive way um it definitely has like a christian pop message to it um Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, i mean as you sift through you know the years of my music um everything has a theme and a lot of this album that i've been releasing singles of this this whole 2019 has all been about identity and that was such a huge part of my journey while I was, like, 20 all the way to 22, was, like, figuring out who I wanted to be. And that's what my single um, that dropped a couple months ago called Who I Am is all about. It's like, you know what? Like, I was submerged in a culture that it was constantly telling me who I was, like, who they thought I should have been or what I needed to do. And, and it was just so many voices were just pounding me. And I just – I had to just pour it out on uh, – I remember sitting down – feeling so defeated at the kitchen table and like none of my roommates were home it was just me 
and I just sat down and wrote out, like, I know who I am. You don't get to tell me what my heart feels because it just felt like everyone wanted to make me feel a certain way. And I was so tired of that feeling. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it, it was my music is all about reminding reminding the self about the power that is within and where it comes from. And, like, my strength comes from, um, you know, my, my relationship and my faith with, with Jesus Christ. And But you know what? Like, everyone's story is so different, and I want my music to be able to meet people in whatever space they are in, whether it's, you know, they, they can't look at the mirror and tell themselves that they love themselves. Like, I was there. I wrote about that. I, I just – I just want my music, and I, I believe my music is all about, um, like, uplifting messages of hope, and hopefully it just gives people a sense of belonging. I was looking. I did notice you've had a very busy 2019 um, <laughs> with music releases. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking. I think I found, is it five singles this year so far? Oh, man. Um, is it bad that I've lost count? <laughs> oh, man. Because I, yeah, I found, yeah. let's see, I found Fire and mm-hmm. Wishing and Wild uh-huh. and Who I Am and then Safe House that just came out. Yeah, and then uh, I, I released uh, Who I Am Remix by Michael Shawwell. Oh, okay. Two, two weeks prior to Safe House. So, six. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been a really insane year. It's been incredible. Um, I mean, everything that's been happening this year is it all started with just me writing music that I felt called to write. And then just, just, like, if I could give people advice, it would be to just continue to create and fight for your dream, to continue Mm -hmm. to do what you love. Like, I did not wait. I mean, I, I worked really hard. Like, I wrote a ton, a ton, a ton of songs before I narrowed it down to these uh, these five, five plus six songs that I released in 2019. But because I stayed true to myself and because I stayed true to where I was at in my journey of life, these songs, like, came to fruition in such a beautiful way. Like, Fire did really, really well and then released um, – Wishing, which was a totally different direction, but I mean, like, I got phone calls from people and they were just sobbing. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it was, it was just like, wow, I didn't realize that people could feel the way that I had, like, was feeling and, and that music just connects us in such a universal way. It's so powerful. And then when I released Wild, I mean, Wild was the song, I think, that, that got me signed to, um, to Bonic Music, uh, on Music Row in Nashville. Like, the, mm-hmm. they just, they heard that song, and, and they're like, oh, my goodness. And I obviously had a, a, a lot more songs prepared for the rest of the year that I was doing independently. And they're like, wow, we believe in this. We believe in this. So then Who I Am ended up landing um, New Music Christian Friday on Spotify. And Safe House also did as well uh, last uh, last week. So it's just been, it's just been a journey. Like, I, I opened up for um, Matt Marr. Uh, two weeks ago in Pennsylvania and was touring in Ireland this summer. It's just been, it's just been madness. It's like when you, when you continue to fight for what you believe in, God blesses that. <laughs> when you continue to fight <laughs> for what you uh, are, are, were made to do, you know, good things will come. Awesome. 
And then I, I did want to talk a little bit about since it just came out, uh, Safe House. Like, what's yeah. the, what was the story behind that song? <laughs> well, um, I wrote that. This is so so funny, but um, I wrote that with someone that I met when I moved to Nashville, and. My goodness, um, my good buddy, Vion Isaac, he's so talented, so talented. But we, we sat down, and I was in a long-distance relationship at the time with my now husband. So, okay. So, yeah, it, it was crazy. So I was just thinking about, like, because distance can be very, very difficult. I don't know if, you know, you've ever experienced just being far away from someone that you love, even if it's not, like, a significant other. I was really – I was a little homesick. Um, mm-hmm. And so when, when I wrote that song, I, I definitely had my moment. So with that song, I just I, I wanted to write about the feelings of going through something difficult with someone that you loved, and that that is that is pretty much the the idea of Safe House. When you listen to the lyrics, you know, it's no matter where our life goes, like I will keep you so close. Um, just like two vessels in a lifeboat. We we had this image of just being out in the ocean and, like, kept trying to to get to the shore together. And, you know, what? no matter what, you know, we are, we were in this together. <laughs> That's kind of where <laughs> Safe House came from. Yeah. Well, so with all these singles coming out, is there, like, a full project that will be coming out soon, or is that in the Definitely. works? Definitely. Definitely, yes. In 2020, hand fam, 2020, I've got my my first full-length album will be dropping, so stay tuned. Yeah, super exciting. Um, You mentioned getting signed by a label this year. You went a little bit into it, but what was it like kind of getting that? Getting that call or meeting or whatever, and oh, finding yeah. out that you were you were now a part of this label that <laughs> was going to help you grow in your uh, career. Well, it's it's interesting because when I moved to Nashville, I and I knew of this label, and I I met some amazing artists that were on it, and um, co-wrote with a couple of them. Like I just knew I wanted to be a part of it, and then there was kind of a like a a, a, a a year and a half to two year hiatus where I didn't really, I wasn't able to just talk to a lot of people in that scene. I think that God was working on new relationships in my life and other areas for sure. And so it was honestly out of the blue that like the opportunity came for me to just do acoustic, acoustic stuff with this label. Like the president called me up and was like, Hey, like, I just want to, say hi and like randomly it was crazy it was crazy it's so funny how god works because i was just i was just like god i don't even know you know where this is where this is going right now like i'm a little confused like i just keep releasing music and like hope that it's like i'm I'm working for it and working so hard for it and then all of a sudden i just get this phone call and that's like giving me an opportunity to do a couple acoustic songs through the label and so when I went in to do a couple acoustic songs and I showed them Wild and I showed them who I am before they had even released, they were like, oh, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, um, and it honestly wasn't long after that that everything just made sense for um, me to, to sign with them and work with them because they, they believe in my music, they believe in me, and um, I still have so much creative freedom to to write what is to to continue to do what I've been doing and they just kind of help with the snowball effect 
that feeling of them, of me actually sitting in the studio, like signing or sitting where in, in, in Nashville signing that, that beautiful contract was like, wow, I've worked seven years of my life for a moment like this. And, <laughs> and honestly, it just felt, it didn't feel like, like, so crazy, it was more like this is the way it should be because when you put in the work, everything just starts to fall into place. And that was one of those moments where I'm like, this feels right. Uh, I've worked so hard for this. It makes sense. Um, because, you know, I, I had a couple other um, offers in the past, but nothing ever really came together. It just didn't feel right. From the, and, and then this with this one, it was just as smooth as butter. It made sense. And happened like that <laughs> so i mean honestly like when it's meant to be that's such a true saying if it's meant to be then it'll be and that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened with this label signing so i actually i talked with dustin of 390 earlier today and i told him i was going to be talking with you and uh he said through spending time with you he said um among other nice things and stuff. The one thing I pulled out of it was that you might be a little gullible. Because <laughs> he said, he, he said, yeah, she said something about, like, you guys are going to have to, like, let me know when you're joking or when you're serious because I'm just a little... <laughs> um, For the people that know me, I'm not a sarcastic person at all. <laughs> so, sarcasm is very, um, it's just not, it's not my ex- expertise. It's not part of uh, the, the Hannah Schaefer-esque, but I sure do appreciate it when I'm around people who are because I, it's quite entertaining. <laughs> Even when well, I when you're around Dustin, that's going to be... <laughs> Oh yeah, so well, I mean, both of them, both of them, Dustin Bryan, and, and honestly, they're they're so great. They've been nothing but just incredible on while, while helping me out touring this year. It's just been it's just been so fun to get to to know other people who are passionate for music and passionate for God. It's it's just been so good. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. And before we wrap it up. Uh, is there anything you want to say, kind of, or where people can find you online, uh, social media, stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, my name is Hannah Schaefer, and you can find all of the details to my music and what's going on with me at www.hannahschaefer, so H-A-N-N-A-H-S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R, music.com. I'd love for you guys to follow me on social media. I'm super active on Instagram. If you are on Instagram or Twitter, um, it's at Hannah Schaefer with an A on the end, at Hannah Schaefer A. And stay tuned because I've got some more shows happening this year, and I'm getting ready to book for 2020. So if y'all want me to come hang out at your church, youth group events, honestly, just, just an event, concert, venue, whatever, I would love to come and be a part of that. So um, reach out to me. Awesome. Thank you again so much. Uh, for your time and coming on the show. Oh, my gosh. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having (laughs) me.
like the brilliance of a million stars you're the one that keeps me calm you hold my heart Nothing can take us now. 